You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. We've talked a lot on the program about Bitcoin until late last year, enjoyed this incredible meteoric rise mm-hmm. and more and more people were piling into it. And then eventually it kind of hit the, the mass media and everyone knew about it. And suddenly, miraculously, it all crashed down. So from the high of 20,000 US dollars for one unit of that currency mm-hmm. down to, I think it's like 6,000 or something now. Yeah. So it's been falling in recent times. So something that we've decided on the program is that we're going to actually focus on a bunch of other cryptocurrencies as yeah. well. And you've picked out one, which is Ethereum. That's right. Can you give us a bit of info about Ethereum? How does it compare with Bitcoin? Yeah, so Bitcoin is based on the blockchain. So when it first came out, it was the sort of the original cryptocurrency. And it's built on the blockchain, which basically means that it's a public ledger. So you can record a transaction, which everybody can then see, and it's it's held in a linear fashion. Bitcoin itself is designed for essentially just a replacement for cash. It's a replacement for what we would normally have in our, you know, our credit cards or our cash. It's a digital online currency exchange. Mm-hmm. However, Ethereum is a little bit different. Yes, you can exchange it for cash. You can buy it with you know, your regular currency, Australian dollars, US dollars, whatever you know, money you have. Uh, but it's sort of the next generation of the blockchain technology and a little bit different from Bitcoin. And what it does is it's designed to sort of handle contracts. So it's designed to verify paperwork or contracts that you might set in place without having to have a person involved. So for example, let's say you have a solar panel roof and on that roof you've got a dozen different panels and you're feeding not only your house but you're feeding the power back into the grid now the power companies have their power solutions whether it be wind or solar themselves or coal or or nuclear Mm -hmm. and so all of this power that's moving around you need a way to track it now the power companies at the moment they look at um, sort of the which direction the power is going and then basically you might get a credit or you'll get a bill for, for all of this but what Ethereum is looking to do is trying to unify a payment system and actually manage that independent of, of everyone and say, well, okay, well, all right, well, you own these panels. Here's the contract in play. When the power goes this way, then you're essentially selling your Ethereum. When the, the power comes the other way, you're buying the Ethereum. And so it's actually working in a, a public ledger that you can then verify online and everyone can log in and see it. All of a sudden, you can actually see, all right, well, this person here has generated this much power, which is equal to this much Ethereum. Now, I I use power as one example. It could be anything. It could be anything where there's shared service or network. It could relate to real estate contracts. It could relate to uh, banking contracts. It's where you need to have a a public, verifiable transaction, Mm -hmm. which sort of keeps everybody honest. You're not keeping things hidden away. You know, what happened in the crash of 2008, the the global financial crisis, was linked back to banks just doing the wrong thing. Mm. Lack of Transparency. Yeah. And and in a way, that's why cryptocurrencies gained some traction at that time. It was really very early days, but the concept of it, Mm. because people saw the need to be verifiable and take it out of the bank's hands. Mm. And so rather than having a sort of a proprietary system, if we use the example of the power companies, rather than saying, well, we'll use our own methods of tracking and monitoring the contracts, what you're saying is you're going to use a universal system such as Ethereum, which then allows for sort of public viewing to make sure that everyone's kept honest. So yes, you can cash out at any time. I've purchased some Ethereum. This was at the uh, probably the worst time because this was at the, the rise of 
of Bitcoin. And this was, I think, back in December. I did see that with the value increasing of Bitcoin, that maybe it was time to diversify. So I cashed out a small amount of Bitcoin and then purchased it into the Ethereum system. Mm -hmm. Now, it does seem that Ethereum is following the price of Bitcoin to a degree. So Mm -hmm. if the price of Bitcoin rises, so do other cryptocurrencies. And that means so does Ethereum as well. Some are saying Ethereum may be the replacement for Bitcoin of the future. I'm undecided on that. I'm not convinced at this stage it will be. I'm of the opinion that Bitcoin is the leader and will still be the the big one that everyone knows. But I guess if Bitcoin is to fail, then Ethereum would be the one that that will probably be the the replacement of Bitcoin. And there's a big project, I mean, just to kind of add to the credibility of Ethereum as an an alternative to Bitcoin and as a digital currency in in its own right, Microsoft has partnered with Consensus and they're offering an Ethereum blockchain as a service on Microsoft Azure. So enterprise clients and developers can have a single-click cloud-based blockchain developer environment, which sounds like a a bit of a mouthful, but a a pretty big boost for Ethereum, I would imagine, to have that kind of support from the likes of Microsoft. Exactly. And this is going back to what sort of the the contract side of things. So Mm -hmm. it means that a developer can then agree to a contract if it's using certain services, then this is how it can automate the, the handling of of, okay, well, you've used this service, so you've earned this Ethereum, or I've had to use this other service, so I pay this this Ethereum. It's all supposed to happen seamless and behind the scenes so that developers can essentially just sort of tap into this, and it's great to see Microsoft on board, for sure. In future, we'll sort of bring more about, you know, best case use of how you can use Ethereum or or why you might want to invest in it, and, and trying to break it down, because I know, I completely get it, that there's probably a lot of people still scratching their heads and go, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. And, and so we just wanted to, I guess, introduce what Ethereum can be in mm. a hopefully a general enough sense. And, mm. But in future, we'll, we'll try and break it down a bit more. And if you've got questions, feel free to ask them on their website. Exactly. You can go to beyondinfinity.com.au where you can actually do a search. There's a, there's a whole category devoted to Bitcoin and all the stuff that we've talked about, Bitcoin mining over the years. It's kind of an interesting way of just tracking that whole development because we've been talking about probably for three or four years on the show now. Even more, I think, yeah. yeah there's a great kind of historical insight into the way Bitcoin developed and then including that uh, crash of late last year and into this year as well. So plenty of stuff there to look at. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.